Are you ready to make 2017 the year you transform your life? You can wait for something to happen or you're actually going to decide to go, go home after this weekend to do something about that. We all know that we have a very, very limited amount of time on this earth. So let's not have repeated years. Live your own life. Make the choice, make the decision for your own life. Fear is where you develop courage. There's a moment going, holy crap, all right, I'm gonna do this now. The wellness breakthrough is coming. And so you actually have that choice every single morning, every single day, every single moment to decide whether you're gonna live it to the fullest or not. Join myself, Marcus Pierce, and the wellness guys, Damien Christoph, Lawrence Tam, and Brett Hill for two nights and three days of transformation at the country place. 10 acres of breathtaking rainforest in the Dandenong Ranges of Victoria, February 17 to 19. It's each and every single one of you are gonna support each other in your journey, whatever that journey is. Couples discounts available, limited spots remaining for all information and to watch the spine chilling video, go to thewellnessbreakthrough.com. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Sit back, light the fire, kick your shoes off, because it's time for That Paleo Show with your favorite caveman, Brett Hill. Welcome to That Paleo Show, making the paleo lifestyle easy and accessible for everyone. I'm Brett Hill. And this week, I'm joining you from the amazing Surf Coast Hold Foods in Torquay. And I just wanted to give them a little bit of a shout out at the start of the show because they've been very kind in hosting me here, letting me use their amazing internet, which it turns out Torquay has way better internet than Adelaide. And, uh, and so thank you to you guys. I have an amazing cafe here. If you're in the area, if you're doing the Great Ocean Road, come check them out because they're incredible. But... On with the show. I'm, I'm really excited today. I've, uh, I've got this amazing new uh, or author of an amazing new book to tell you about and it sounds right up my alley. I'm so excited to talk about it. It's called The Tao of Paleo. It's spelt The Tao of Paleo and I know I'm going to mix that up about 10 times throughout this interview so apologies in advance. Um, I'm joined by one of the two authors uh, of this book. Uh, I just read a great review from Jimmy Moore about their book, and he says that they like the Cheech and Chong of Paleo, but without the smoke. <laughs> I thought that was pretty interesting. So I think this is going to be quite a fun show. Um, but Jason is a writer, a blogger, a mud racer, a martial artist, and a heavy metal transport specialist. That's, that's quite a variety of stuff there. He mentors newcomers to the Paleo lifestyle through his Paleo Padawan program, and his, his first novel, Pilot Error, is going to be published early next year. Well, maybe his second novel, I guess. But uh, welcome to the show, Jason. Well, Brett, thank you very much for having me. I, I really appreciate the opportunity to uh, talk paleo with someone uh, literally on the other side of the world. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? Isn't the internet amazing? It's so much fun that we get to do this to people all over the world. And, uh, and Jimmy's a great friend of mine. We've, had, we've hosted Jimmy down here in Adelaide a number of times now, and he's such a great guy. So when I read that review, it just cracked me up, and I thought, I think I'm in for a fun episode here. Well, I mean, we've been very blessed to have Jimmy as a friend. Um, he's a great guy. He, he's been a mentor to both of us when it comes to um, you know, having the opportunity to uh, 
to, you know, kind of help us not only with uh, the technical aspects of our book, but kind of more importantly, just kind of how to navigate this little world. So Jimmy's a great friend. We agree that he's a great guy and, and uh, we're blessed to have him. So, Jason, tell me a little bit about you. Tell me about your background. Obviously, I've just read that bio, and there's some pretty diverse uh, interests there. Um, how did yep. you come into this whole paleo world? Well, I mean, um, to be to be honest, I'm sorry my co-author can't be with us today, but really the answer is Joe. Um, as we get into a little bit in the book, uh, I was kind of the, the prototypical um, – uh, high achiever, you know, at least in my own mind, right? I was a, I was a university athlete and, you know, always fancied myself to be very, very fit and healthy. Uh, and, and I didn't realize until later that I really was not particularly fit, nor was I particularly healthy, you know, and I had known Joe, uh, Joe for, for quite a while. And, uh, you know, Joe and I would talk like, like friends do. And, and I would, you know, frankly, you know, kind of like whine about some of the things that were, you know, going, going wrong kind of with my health and, and, uh, you know, with, with my uh, mindset as well. And, you know, Joe being, uh, an attorney by trade and, and a very kind of low key, very, uh, dignified, very respectful guy, uh, you know, would very, very quietly kind of, uh, you know, allude to the fact that maybe I should try this, this paleo thing. And, you know, I would just as politely <laughs> just kind of blow him off. You know, because, uh, you know, I was an ex-college athlete, you know, or university athlete, and I was fit, and, and you know, I, what did I, I knew how to take care of myself, and I knew uh, what was healthy and what wasn't. Um, eventually, I kind of hit bottom, you know, with, with overtraining, uh, with kind of eating the wrong things, and it was really destroying my sleep. And, you know, by all, by all appearances, I, I looked healthy, but I, I didn't feel well, and, and kind of some physical manifestations of, of, of the lifestyle that I had that was not healthy was starting to spill over into my personal and professional life. So, you know, being stubborn, but not being a, you know, a total moron, I, I, <laughs> you know, I went to Joe and I said, all right, Joe, you know, I'm, I'm ready to try. So Joe, you know, having unbelievable variety of contacts in the paleo world and, and having the gift that Joe does of, of connecting with people and, and being a real connector between, you know, kind of people who wouldn't necessarily know each other. You know, Joe had 500 contacts and so on and so forth and, you know, started kind of like flooding me. I just said, Joe, just, just give me a couple basic things to read and kind of get me started. And really it just kind of took off from there. You know, I, I, I started with kind of the basic principles and, um, you know, as we talk about in the book, you know, the, the effect on me was, uh, like alchemy, you know, I mean, literally, um, I had, uh, uh, a very, very profound transformation. I'm not going to say it was easy to give up some of the things that I had done, the habit patterns that were ingrained, but when I did, the results were, were pretty stunning. And um, so, you know, Joe always uses the term pale forward for kind of, um, uh, you know, passing on the kind of the, the lifestyle and trying to generate, you know, with other people, with our friends and family, some of the great benefits that we ourselves enjoyed. So, um, as I became, uh, you know, more and more knowledgeable about kind of how to execute this lifestyle, I started to help other people, uh, Joe and I both. And, and eventually that kind of <coughs> turned into this writing project, you know, the Tao of Paleo. Nice. So who did you start with, Jason? What was the, what was the first book he gave you? Yeah, so um, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Sarah Fragoso and uh, Jason Sieb. Yeah. Um, great, great folks. You know, we've gotten to know them personally. Joe knows them. 
uh, Sarah uh, did the Every, Everyday Paleo Cookbook series. Great books, you know. Yeah. And Jason is, uh, you know, Clackamas, uh, Oregon Fitness and Training. You know, the two of them do a great podcast. And uh, the Joe turned me on to their podcast and also gave me their book, The Paleo Coach. Yep. Jason had written predominantly. And and that's where I started. And nice. and But, you know, being the kind of person I am, which is, you know, I always say that, you know, I'm the analytical, um, you know, kind of study, uh, library research person. And Joe is kind of the intuitive, you know, emotional intelligence guy. So of course, you know, my next step was to immediately start reading everything on the paleo lifestyle that I could find everything from, you know, the stuff that Jimmy Moore wrote uh, kind of on the ketogenic side, all the way to some of the stuff like Nate Miyake wrote, um, you know, on the kind of more active athlete fitness side. So I literally like no pun intended, devoured everything on paleo that I could find for about a year. Um, and, uh, I just, you know, couldn't get enough information on it, but the first book that I read and the first kind of exposure that I had other than talking to Joe was, was Jason and Sarah and, and Jason's book. Perfect. And so as you delved into it, I mean, you said you're the more analytical type. Were you more reading yep. people's books or were you going right back to the research and really trying to find the, you know, double blind randomized control studies and, and you know, get right into that sort of side of it as well? A- absolutely. I mean, you know, I joke in my profile, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, my background is, is scientific mathematical and I'm, I'm an airline captain, you know, by, by my, by my, by. Yeah. So everything in, you know, in my training is, you know, analysis, studying, engineering, you know, chemistry, so on and so forth. So quickly I realized that I no longer was interested in necessarily reading the secondary analysis of these very intelligent people who are probably doing, uh, uh, doing me a favor by condensing this stuff. I, I immediately started <laughs> to dive into PubMed and, you know, would read every study that I could find, you know, on everything, you know, from, uh, some of the, uh, you know, studies on, you know, such exciting subjects as, uh, as, uh, as, uh, you know, neoglycogenesis, you know, in, in rats to, uh, you know, the, the human studies that I could find. So, I mean, I, I delved hard into, uh, whatever, uh, original source material I could get my hands on. Yeah. Yeah. People yeah. got tired of hearing me talk about it, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. I love that people who delve into yeah. that research because I'm probably, uh, you know, I'm not as much like that. You know, I'm, I'm probably more like Joe where I'm a bit more intuitive yeah. and I'm a bit more, I, I really, I guide my life based on more philosophy than the science as much as anything. Yep. And so, you know, if I can understand it from a philosophical perspective, then, you know, I'll find the science to make it work. <laughs> you know, whereas I love that there's people like you and, you know, I, I read people like Chris Cresser and, you know, yep. who just love to delve into the science. And I love that there's people out there who love that, who will pull it to pieces and then write it into a nice, succinct article for me to read and, you know, fit into my philosophy. So it's great. So I love having people like you on so I can ask you these questions. So what did you find when you started delving into the research? Like, what did you find was congruent and what did you find was incongruent about, you know, the information you were seeing shared in the general public about paleo versus what you were finding when you were delving into the research? Well, I mean, I'll, I'll put a caveat in front of this by saying that, like, I apologize to everybody in advance who does not want to hear this minutia, but, you know, you've, you've given me permission to geek out, so, you know, here I Total go. Total permission. Uh, yeah. So, um, what I realized right away was that um, the scientific kind of body of knowledge was colored by a lot of the preconceptions that had come out of kind of the Ansel Keys, you know, 22 Nation study stuff in the 50s, where the American Heart Association had kind of pronounced saturated fat and, and um, you know, 
animal protein to be bad. And, and so, uh, and, and the major drivers of heart disease. So I think a lot of mainstream science even was looking at, um, nutrition and health through that lens. You know, you, you always, scientists always use the term confirmation bias. So what I saw was like a massive confirmation bias in the scientific community. Um, what I saw were a lot of small studies. A lot of them were animal studies, which, you know, I don't really consider particularly reliable for extrapolating, you know, especially in situ dietary stuff, but you know, some interesting stuff. What the study that really kind of caught my eye was this Cambridge, uh, university study, uh, on saturated fats and cholesterol. Uh, I, I can't remember the name of the doctor, but he was, of course, an epidemiologist, uh, a very bright, uh, a, a Pakistani gentleman um, who, who did a, with a, a very large team kind of a, met, a meta study. And, you know, for those of your listeners who don't know what that is, it's basically a study of studies, you know, where they went and grabbed a whole bunch of really well executed studies and looked for trends. And um, it was uh, this gentleman's article, him and his team was published in. Um, uh, a fairly large, um, scientific journal. Uh, it was picked up, you know, by Lancet, uh, by, uh, boy, I wish I could remember the guy's name, Dr. Chaudhry. I can't, I wish well I could played. remember Dr. Chaudhry's first name. At any rate, this, this study got a lot of play. It was, uh, uh in the health section of, uh, now studies in the health section of our own New York times, uh, here in New York, uh, New, uh time magazine did a, a big, uh, magazine cover with like a big picture of a had a butter on it, you know, and the implication was, is, you know, all this stuff is, is kind of not bad for you. The, the, the upshot of this whole meta study that Dr. Chaudhry did from Cambridge was, uh, that basically these years and years and years of blaming, um, uh, heart disease on cholesterol and animal protein and saturated fats was completely misguided. And that the best evidence showed that, uh, the, the main driver of heart disease was uh, sugary carbohydrates and and processed foods and rancid oils, and uh, it was probably the best study that I've seen to that point in terms of being the most comprehensive and like drawing you know c- kind of some good dietary conclusions. But you know I always emphasize to people all the time that the paleo lifestyle is only partially about food, and that's one of the big mistakes that people who kind of want to try to live this way um, uh, make they neglect some very, very important parts. You know, sleep is probably the most underrated, um, aspect of kind of living a healthy human lifestyle. And I've reviewed some great studies there, there, uh, university of Wisconsin, university of California joint studies where they got this great cohort of, of, um, uh, state workers and they kind of analyzed their sleep versus a whole bunch of different, um, physical parameters over like a five or six year window. And it was a pretty big statistical sample and they followed them well, you know, like any cadre study and it unearthed some great things about the hormonal dangers of insufficient sleep. I thought that was a fantastic study and I really enjoyed kind of getting into that. So, um, I could go on all night about this. I know it's only a half an hour show, but if people want to get into the original source material, I would point at those two studies. If you can find Dr. Chaudhry's study from Cambridge, uh, his meta study, or if you could find the, uh, university of Wisconsin, uh, university of California cadre sleep study, those would be great places to start. 
So I love that, Jason. I love hearing people talk about the research, and like I said, I love it when someone else does it for me because that's even better. So, so as a general, like if we if we talk about sort of um, you know guiding principles, when when you look sure. at paleo people and, and what they're doing in terms of their lifestyle, you mentioned that they focus too much on their food uh, and Absolutely. not enough on the other aspects of it. You mentioned perhaps sleep might be an issue. You know, what what are other things that you see in the paleo community that that people perhaps aren't doing right, and, and maybe that isn't fitting in with what the research is showing they should be doing? Well, I mean, this is kind of drove the way we wrote our book. You know, one of the things that we think is different about our book is we actually address kind of the other elements of the lifestyle that are kind of neglected when people tend to view. I refuse to use the phrase paleo diet because it's not a diet. You know, I mean, you want a diet, you know, go to the bookstore and buy one of, you know, 5,000 books or go to your, you know, Kindle and yeah. one of 5,000 books on being on a diet. So right away, the kind of the verbiage there puts it into the, into the, like the, the box of a diet. So, um, food is an important part and, and an extremely important part. And for people who have immune sensitivities and other similar issues, it, it could be the most important part, but, uh, sleep is unbelievably important. You know, we talked about that movement. I, again, I refuse to use the word exercise because that has so many negative connotations, but as humans, we're meant to move. I mean, that's how we are genetically programmed. And when we don't move, you know, we, we deteriorate. So movement is a, is an absolute key part of it. Um, how we manage our, our stress is, is unbelievably important. You know, we've only been wearing business suits and, you know, sitting in front of computer terminals for 15 or 20 years. And we've only been, you know, living in quote unquote civilization kind of circumstances for let's say 10,000 years. I mean, we have a million plus years of genetics for, you know, when something creates stress, we don't understand on a chemical level, whether it's our boss, you know, pissing on us, excuse my language, or, or you know, uh, a saber-toothed tiger chasing us. So we have these like very significant hormonal reactions to stress that may have been kind of very adaptive, you know, 50,000 years ago, but now are not. So managing stress is incredibly important. Now, I notice I didn't say de-stressing, right? I mean, we're not all going to go out into the, uh, in your case, it would be the outback. Um, in my case, it would be some forest someplace and, you know, go wear a moss singlet and hug a tree for the rest of our life. I mean, that's not practical. And, you know, if it's not consensual with the trees, the tree can smack you pretty hard with a branch and that's no fun. So at the end of the day, you know, we have to learn to manage our stress rather than to say we eliminate stress. So stress management is an unbelievably important part of, of the paleo life. Now, uh, kind of dovetailing with that, but equally important is, you know, as humans, we have an unbelievably ingrained need to play. And so many of us are so wrapped up in kind of bustling back and forth to work and dealing with responsibilities and, you know, being serious adults, even at a very, very young age in today's society, we have lost substantially the ability to play. And, you know, that means something very different for different people. I mean, it may mean literally going out and playing with your kids. It may mean, you know, you might like horseback riding or, you know, doing yoga or, or going out and, you know, playing ultimate Frisbee or, or whatever. But we, we've lost to a great extent the, the, the uh, ability and the value of playing. So, you know, those are just kind of a, uh, that's kind of a partial laundry list of, of <laughs> unbelievably important things that are equally important to f as, uh, as food in, in living a good paleo life. And if you neglect these things, you know, you're, you're really never going to kind of achieve the full potential of, of, as Joe and I like to say, living like a human is really meant to, to, to live.
Yeah, perfect. And, you know, that, that all fits in so well with everything we talk about on the, that paleo show. Yeah, you know, we always talk about the paleo lifestyle and, and all of those different aspects of it are massive. I love play. I, I just think that's so important. So, great stuff, mate. It's awesome stuff you're sharing with us. Tell us about Dow. What is Dow, Jason? Well, Joe and I have both always kind of been into Eastern philosophy. I mean, neither of us are, are especially religious, you know. Anyone's religion is great if it helps them. You know, Joe and I are spiritual people. Um, my ex- I've had an extensive martial arts background, you know, growing up. So as a result, I, you know, I've studied a lot of Eastern philosophy. And the concept of Tao comes from my kind of research, into, uh, my, I shouldn't say research, my experiences with Eastern philosophy, right? So Tao refers to a pathway. It's not a pathway like a physical pathway. It's a general approach, a comprehensive, holistic approach to doing anything, right? I mean, there's a Tao of archery. There's a Tao of tying your shoes. There's a Tao of cooking. It refers to a complete kind of comprehensive, holistic approach to anything that you care to do in life. And so we see paleo as a Tao. It's not just food. It's not just play. It's not just sleeping, but it's a complete holistic approach to living a healthy life nice all right so yeah which just makes so much sense it's, it's exactly what you've been talking about before it's incorporating all of it in together so what made you guys sit down and decide to write a book then jason where did that come from well uh, you know it's a good question so joe and i would have these conversations you know and we started to uh, realize that um maybe that we were actually kind of a little bit entertaining, um, although, you know, opinions vary. So uh, at the same time, we were kind of on this path of trying to help people um, paleo it forward, if you will, and help people kind of realize some of the same benefits that, that, that we were realizing. We all had friends. We all had relatives who were just we could see that they were suffering because of the ways that they were living their life. So we wanted to help. And we thought to ourselves, well, how can we help, you know, um, uh, we, we, we realized that there was a, a number of books out there that were kind of on one side of the spectrum of the other. Either they were extremely technical, well-written, you know, kind of like I think of like um, Lauren Cordain's books. You know, Lauren's a great guy, right? Super, super bright. Yeah. He's a scientist. And if you're not a scientist, it's hard to connect with the way that he writes. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, you kind of had some books by... I'm not going to name any names, but they were gimmicky books. It was like the paleo guide for dummies, right? You know, and they were focused on food and they were essentially limited in the way they approached the subject. So Joe and I thought to ourselves, you know, what are our, what are our strengths? And, and we'd been talking about it. And so as a kind of a, a novelist and a writer, um, when I'm, when I'm not doing my day job, I kind of came up with this idea to, to put together a dialogue between the two of us and kind of a set of imaginary characters kind of in like the Greek tradition, right? You know, the Aristotelian tradition of, uh, of, of the Greek plays, right? Where, or, or the Greek philosophers where, you know, there would be kind of an entertaining dialogue between characters with a message. Now, uh, I, I wrote down kind of a sketch of one of these and, and I sent it to Joe and this is the point when we do these interviews where Joe goes, and Jason's my friend and he's a great guy and I wanted to think of a nice, tactful way to tell him what a terrible idea this was. Um, <laughs> he tried, but I, I did not acknowledge that it was a terrible idea. 
And I said, Joe, just do me a favor. I'm going to write some more of this. Just please read it. And, you know, we were both reading this and thinking, wow, you know what? This is really interesting. And we think it's funny. And at the very least, it'll be digestible for people. And it'll be a good way for them to kind of get it, to learn something without really getting that they've been forced to learn something. So that's kind of how the book Genesis, you know, the genesis of the book, what I told Joe and what he didn't understand is like coming up with the idea of the book between then and like actually putting together a finished book is kind of like standing at the bottom of the base of, of, uh, of like Everest and going, Hey, we're here at Everest. This is great. Let's go climb the top. (laughs) You know, the, the process of writing a book and editing a book and then getting people to read a book is, um, let's just say it's not fun. (laughs) You know, there was a lot of nights, um, up till two or three in the morning, you know, kind of banging away at chapters, trying to meet deadlines. But at the end of the day, I think we produced something that is unique in that it does address the kind of holistic package of what it takes to live a good paleo life. And at the same time is, you know, pretty entertaining and pretty funny and unique and, and that people will enjoy. So I think what everyone wants to know, Jason, is you know these these fictional characters that you've got in the book that you have chats and conversations with. Who are yep. they based on, mate? Where, did you have someone oh. in mind when you were you know when you were coming up with these characters? Well, I, I think um, we definitely had people in mind, but uh, I think uh, they're clearly exaggerations <laughs> and caricatures of uh, of ways of being that we consider to be not particularly uh, beneficial. So I'll pass on that question. Uh, but so there's I think not we, even we one. There's know. not even one that you want to dove in on that paleo show. <laughs> We're all the way over here in Australia, Jason. Yeah, they won't hear you know, it. I, I, I have to say, even though I'm talking to 10,000 miles away, these things do tend to catch up with you. But I will say, you know, we, we do we do one chapter where we kind of have the super self-righteous paleo person who basically is a total buzzkill. You know, everything that, you know, kind of everything that Joe and I do is wrong, not strictly paleo, not strictly orthodox, um, <clears throat> very preachy. And uh, <clears throat> I think we all know somebody who in all aspects of life, you know, when you're trying to do something, doesn't realize that the perfect is the enemy of the good. And I think that, you know, those people are ultimately kind of destructive to anything that you try to do to help yourself because, you know, you want the people that are around you when you try to make a change of any type or achieve anything, you know, who are supporting and who can give you constructive criticism, but at the same time can give you that kind of uplifting message. So, you know, Paula Paloista who we, we use in one of our chapters is kind of the microcosm of all those people who, you know, would tell you, well, I just ate dinner. Yeah. But that steak wasn't grass fed. So it's all negated you <laughs> yeah. know? or, Hey, I, I just went for a nice Metcon and did a nice circuit training. Yeah. But you did it for 21 minutes and not 18. So, you know, <clears throat> you're going to get a cortisol spike and you're going to get fat. So sorry, it's all bad. <laughs> so <clears throat> I think we all know people like that. And, and so, you know, just as an example, she's kind of a microcosm of all that negativity and kind of a reminder that there's a lot of people in the paleo world who kind of have adopted this as a little bit of a religion, you know, and it's, it's, it's not, you know, we're a community and, and we're here to help and support each other. And, um, you know, it's, it's not easy to make big lifestyle changes, right? So, um, somebody kind of standing there and poking at you and telling you why you're not doing the right thing is not always helpful. 
Yeah, and you know, I think many of us went through that as we be- as we got into you know changing our lifestyle and becoming paleo. You know, I think almost yep. everyone I know has gone through that. You have that little evangelical stage at the start, which hopefully doesn't last too long, where you're just yep. so excited about what you're doing and what you're learning and the changes you're seeing that you just yep. think everyone else around you should be doing it, and if they don't do it, they're kind of an idiot. You know, and, and, and not only that, they need to be doing it exactly like you. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. You know. You realize pretty early on, we all are very different, you know, not only emotionally, but biochemically. And, you know, there are certain guiding principles and there's a template, but there are things that are going to work for you that are absolutely not going to work for someone else and vice versa. And, you know, kind of the art within the science is trying to tweak and figure that out. Right. And and that's, you know, no one's going to be like Dr. Brett and no one's going to be like Jason. Exactly. You know, the trick is, again, what is your paleo doubt? Trying to discover it, yeah. So. <laughs> awesome. All right. So, so for people wanting to, I guess, take this this Dow approach to their paleo, they're they're wanting to, you know, incorporate this whole lifestyle change into their paleo lifestyle, and rather than just being a paleo diet, where do they start? You know, because if they try and change everything at once, that might be a bit overwhelming. It's like you need to change the way you think, the way you move, the way you eat, the way, you know, the whole lot all at once. But how do you suggest they get started? Well, I'll answer your, your question with another story, which is unbelievably annoying, but it's what I do. So um, I, I've been a martial artist you know, for a long time, and one of my teachers was, was uh, he's a Hawaiian guy, and he's fantastic, Francis Takahashi, and he's, he's still, he's still uh, very active. And if you're listening to this, Takahashi-sensei, my apologies for telling your story. But uh, you know, he used to say, he used to ask, you know, Jason, how does an oyster make a pearl? And I would look at him and I would go, I don't know. And he would say, there's a little irritating grain of sand that gets into the oyster and gets on his body. And over time, the oyster adjusts and secretes this and secretes that and does this and does that. And eventually, you know, he produces a pearl. But he goes, just remember that that pearl started with a little irritating grain of sand. And he says, I have no pearls for you. I just have little irritating grains of sand. So the book is uh, not a pearl. The book is a series of little irritating grains of sand to put on your body to annoy you. Our hope is not that it will kind of create the genesis for you to turn around and immediately change your life, right? I know that's impractical, but it's going to give you a lot of little things to think about. And we hope that over time it gives you kind of a roadmap to make those changes as you find that they are doable in your life. Um, you know, a roadmap doesn't get you from point A to point B. Your legs do that. But it, you know, it shows you how to get there. So, I mean, it's kind of an obscure answer to your question, but that's unfortunately wow. um, a, a better answer would cost you money. So no, that's, that's I, what you get. I love that answer, Jason. <laughs> I reckon that's a fantastic answer. I, I think it's so good. You know, I often talk about a similar sort of concept when, you know, people ask me about like 30-day paleo challenges, you know, where people would jump in and do change everything for 30 days and, and you know, notice yep. changes. And, and often that, I think that's a perfect explanation of what happens. You know, most of those people can't stick at it. You know, there's not many people who will do a full-on 30-day paleo challenge and then go, hey, this is great. I feel awesome. I'm just going to be like this for the rest of my life. You know, most people could get to the end of that 30 days and go, okay, cool. That was good, but I can't stick at that. That's too hard. But but I think what it does is exactly what you said. It presents them with all those little grains of sand. You know, they know how they felt. They know what they experienced when they were doing 
all of those different things and then it gives them the opportunity to just gradually add in bits and pieces as they see fit into their life and and gradually move back towards you know that experience they had of doing that 30-day challenge so you know i think what you're saying with your book is a very similar sort of concept so um jason thank you so much for coming on the show today it's been amazing no doubt people are going to want to find out so much more about you um and no doubt more about your partner joe as well because yeah unfortunately didn't get him on today he was he was supposed to be on today didn't make it we're not sure where he's he's lost in cyberspace somewhere um you were very you know might, very nice might about him might be in a cave someplace i don't know yeah. he might have found a cave that he likes i don't know you were very nice about him jason because i know if one of my co-hosts had done that and was not on the show i would have said much more nasty things about him the whole <laughs> way through the episode i would have, i would have just paid him out and teased him and, and hung shit on him the whole way through just because i could because he wasn't there to defend himself but you were you were much more uh you know Dow about that. You know, you're much nicer about that to him, so I'm very impressed. Uh, but obviously, if people want to find out more about you. They head to your website, which is paleo uh, Paleo. I knew I was going to do it. Paleodow.com. Um, they can look up on Facebook the Dow of Paleo. They can look you up on Twitter, which is at Paleo Dow. All of those, as I just mispronounced, are with a T. Um, the book <laughs> is The Tao of Paleo, and obviously that can be purchased on your website. Um, I'm yep. guessing that's on like Amazon and iTunes and all those. It things. is. I- yeah. I'm not sure. Amazon, just, I know, delivers to Australia. So the best yeah. way, we always say, if you want to get a hold of it, the, you know, you can go to the website and learn a little more about us and see some interesting free resources. But we steer people um, we steer people towards Amazon, best way to get the book in whatever format. And can Perfect. I mention one more thing about what happens to the, I guess, profits is like the wrong word, shall yeah, we say. Of course you but can. The, the, yeah, the, the, the money from the book. So Joe is an attorney, and Joe identified this fantastic organization here in the u.s uh called the farmers legal defense fund um and uh so what they do is they they provide um small farmers you know small producers small ag with the legal ability to fight you know excessive regulation um fight you know the big kind of ag companies uh allows you know grass-fed farmers natural uh, raw cheese producers all those people that you know the paleo life kind of embraces allows them to kind of you know be legally defended against all the challenges that um face them um one third of the money from each book from each copy of each book goes to them directly uh and we're really proud of that we think they're a great organization um we work with with uh, rob wolf extensively to raise money for them and um we think they're a great charity and we're really proud that uh, a big chunk of what we make on the book goes directly to them. That's fantastic, Jason. I love that. And then there is definitely a call and a need for that. You know, many people listening in Australia will be aware of, you know, there was a case of an organic farmer in Western Australia who ended up in a big lawsuit against Monsanto. And, uh, you know, so this sort of stuff does happen. And, uh, you know, it's important that we are, you know, these people are able to defend their choices and their livelihoods and for the sake of everyone else, you know, to allow those freedoms to continue, the freedom to, to have the opportunity to have organic food and to have non-GMO foods and all of those sort of things that you're talking about. So that's great, Jason. Well done, mate. Well, uh, I appreciate that. And, um, you know, you and I are on the exact same page with that. So amen, brother. Thanks, mate. So thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been great. Um, you know, we might have to get you back on one time with Joe as well uh, later on down the track as well so we can we can hear your Cheech and Chong style banter backwards and forwards. But um, until then, thanks for coming on board. Um, for everyone else, join the conversation on Facebook. Give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Join our newsletter list at thatpaleoshow.com and let's help grow the paleo tribe worldwide. Join us next week on That Paleo Show. 
This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.